Hello, listener, and welcome to the Rambling Gator Podcast. This is the podcast where I ramble about life lessons learned through my real-life stories. I'm Mike, your host. I'm also known as the Gator, and I thank you for joining me. Since you're up here on this porch, go ahead and pull up a chair and sit a while. I'm getting ready to ramble a little bit, man. Enjoy it. Well, hello, kind listener, and welcome back to the porch. This is the old Gator here wishing you and your family a very happy holiday season. We're in the midst of it. We're on the downhill run to Christmas. And you know what that means. Old fat man in the red suit's going to be coming to visit your house here very, very soon. You know, a while back, I took a take on Santa Claus and said, what is Santa Claus or a special operations badass? And that came out to several different stories that are written over time, actually over the last 10 years. So for the next two weeks here, I'm going to introduce you to a character I created called Kringle One. Stone. December 23rd, 1944. Staff Sergeant Kenny Williams stretched his jaw, shook his head, then rubbed his ears. His 105mm howitzer, one of a battery of guns of the 969th Artillery Battalion, had fallen silent for another day. The African-American Artillery Unit, supporting the 101st Airborne Division, had reached its 10-round daily ration. The precision fires battered back the surrounding Germans buying the Screaming Eagles more time to figure out a way out of their predicament. Williams looked to the low clouds hanging above him and watched his breath escape into the cold air to join them. Fleeing their encirclement, even under the cover of darkness, would be a suicide mission without air cover. This he and his leadership knew all too well. The artillery sergeant shook the idea from his tired mind, settling on the realization that he and his fellow cannon cockers would again become infantrymen and guards for the night. General McAuliffe set the division on a high when he responded, nuts, to the German request for full divisional surrender. Williams and his colleagues knew then they were well in for a fight. The 101st had shown themselves approved at this point, holding a precarious line along the bulge created by a shocking German advance and their eventual enclosure of the division. Attempts to break the grip of the Germans proved futile. Their weather was no help either as it seemed to work with the Germans to keep the Americans firmly fixed in their frozen quagmire. And with no air or ground resupply possible, the boys had to slog it out on joining resources. Morale wavered as men hung on by the slimmest of threads. To the Germans, and now the Americans, it seemed a matter of time before either surrender was rendered or death greeted the 101st. Williams instructed his crew to secure the gun and prepare for a security watch. A shiver sunk into his bones as he mounted the first watch, perched atop a modified jeep holding a 50 caliber machine gun. As light gave way to darkness, Williams scanned his zone and listened to the wind. At times it was a gentle breeze, but often rose to a wail, pushing snow across Williams' covered face. It was bitterly cold, especially on a night like this, it was nights like this that the thought of a different slumber crossed William's tired mind. Slumber of the frozen, final kind. 
The crunch of snow entered William's ear, immediately catching the sergeant's attention. He turned to his left. William's glance then blinked, then looked again more intently into the darkness. It was the fat man in the red suit standing in the snow that was clearly out of place. Come on, Marty. Williams laughed. Where the hell did you find a Santa suit out here? The figure chuckled, a deep belly laugh in response. Marty, that's pretty good, man, Williams said. You sound like the old man himself. Now take that damn costume off and get back to your post. And who's to say I'm not him? The figure responded. Williams blinked into darkness, attempting to focus on the unfamiliar figure in front of him. He then reached for his shoulder forty-five pistol. The hell? Hey, are you? Kringle one laughed again, then stepped closer for the sergeant to see him more clearly. Relax, sergeant. You know who I am. Williams paused. Santa Claus? Out here? In the middle of a war? Come on, man. What kind of knucklehead do you take me for? You expect me to believe that job? Where'd you get that get up? Fringle one moved closer again to Williams. The sergeant then pulled and pointed his forty-five pistol at Kringle. Williams' tone turned deadly serious. Not a wise move, mister. Fringle one stopped and raised his hands, chest high. Had heard the grapevine you boys could use a little Christmas cheer a little early, he said. Loved the nuts note from and to the Germans. Had to come down to see what was happening here. Man, you don't know the half of it, William said. Gun still pointed at Kringle 1. Sergeant, could you kindly lower that gun? Kringle 1 asked. I just talked with Mother Nature. Kringle 1 then moved his left hand to his beard and rubbed it. Took a little prodding from Father Time, too. But I think we worked something out. You worked something out, William said. He lowered his pistol slightly. His curiosity overcame his sense of security. Yep. Kringle one winked. Uh-huh. William dropped his chin with his non-pistol hand as he considered what to do next. Intuition guiding him, he holstered the weapon, but then leaned on the fifty caliber machine gun, turning the heavy weapon in Kringle one's direction. And telling me what that something is? Let's just say Patton's chaplain raised one hell of a prayer a while ago. A broad smile flashed across Kringle One's face. There's promise in tomorrow, my friend. Promise in tomorrow? Williams asked. Promise in tomorrow, Kenny. Kringle One responded. You and the boys hang tough. I have a special Christmas present for you in the morning. A day early. Kringle One winked again then turned away, fading into the darkness from whence he came. Baston, December 24th, 1944. The sun rose in full shine over the Germans and the Screaming Eagles. It was a welcome sight to the tired Americans, a dreaded omen for their adversaries. Soon those clear skies filled with the familiar sounds of Allied aircraft. Some dove low on the German lines, delivering disastrous blows to their infantry, armor, and artillery. The strafing fighters were followed by cargo planes, dropping much-needed supply to the Allied forces. New energy fueled Williams and his artillery teammates. At once they were back to work, delivering precision munitions on the Germans. 
The men sang cadences as they loaded and fired their howitzers. It wasn't long before the clanking sound of armor pierced the countryside air, announcing the arrival of General Patton and his Third Army. Many Germans retreated, some surrendered, and many more died under the vicious counterattack. Williams watched as lines of weary but happy American soldiers streamed out of Bastogne. Mixed in were equal cues of captured Germans, hands above their heads, being marched to awaiting stockades. Williams shook his head, then leaned into his hand to light a cigarette. A long drag and pause that followed gave the soldier comfort. Would you imagine that? A fellow soldier said. Who would have thought the skies were clear and we'd be freed on Christmas Eve? That's one amazing Christmas present, ain't it? Williams looked the man over, then winked and flashed a broad smile. He then turns his gaze skyward, observing the blue expanse dotted with puffy white clouds. It was the first clear day he had seen in days. The sergeant took another pull on the cigarette, released the smoke skyward to mingle with the clouds. He then closed his eyes and allowed the sun to wash his face for a moment. There is promise in tomorrow, old man. Williams whispered. There's promise. Indeed. I originally started this series around Kringle One back in 2012. I actually started as a series of short stories I wrote for friends on Facebook. You know, 200, 500 word pieces that were right around Christmas time and the notion of Santa Claus being a badass. And over time, I wrote probably about 10 of those stories. Santa in North Korea, Santa in Afghanistan, Santa doing these crazy things. Uh, and then I went to period pieces like the one I just read to you here, um, recalling the Battle of the Bulge in World War II. And it was just fun. And they continue to be. I don't write them as much anymore because I'm not on that platform anymore. Um, but I still write them just more for me and, and, and my own personal enjoyment. So now through this particular platform, I wanted to bring them to you. And I'll try to do that every Christmas, um, bring one or two out. I have another one in store for you next week, probably more contemporary. Um, one that I'll choose from the file, <laughs> that is Kringle One. And I must say, Kringle One is not a new concept either. I mean, if you look at some art, folks have done artwork for, you know, Special Operations Santa Claus, tatted up and everything else. And I took it one step further, just beyond the uh, Santa Claus thing into the elves being, you know, uh, full kit, full battle rattle. And the reindeer with uh, night vision goggles and the whole deal, and and here's Santa's you know flying in, swooping in to save the day, or you know deliver a drop where needed, and just bring some different type of Christmas cheer to folks who you know, are on the job uh, somewhere in the world uh, doing the good work that they often do and continue to do for us on these faraway lands and faraway places. So um, I hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, please share it with your friends. If you have the ideas for stories for Kringle One, you can also email me, let me know, and maybe I'll put something together, and who knows, maybe Christmas or two now you might hear that. But uh, I do know this, if uh, the old man decides to come down the chimney, uh, all kitted up and, and full battle rattle, and needs someone with him to take on his six, he can certainly count on old Gator. Hey, thanks for stopping by and rambling with the old Gator on the Rambling Gator podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send me an email to theramblinggator at gmail.com 
and follow my deeper dive show discussions at theramblinggator.com. And wherever you're listening to this great big old world, I hope you and yours remain happy and healthy. And please tell your friends to stop on by and pull up a chair. For the Rambling Gator Podcast, this is Old Gator saying so long for now.